0: Arizona sports, the local sports leader. NFL free agency frenzy with Wolf and Luke. All right, hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Thanks to Kyle Dodd for joining us last segment to give us a little more insight on that ASU matchup with Nevada tomorrow. It's, what up, Kyle? We're getting here now. I think we got a couple first four games tonight. Yeah, that is nice. Finally, man, have you filled out your bracket yet? Have you gone to the BPI? In fact, no. Yeah, I haven't But I will today. Okay. Yes. Right. Today is the BPI day. So do you seriously sit there and just be like, okay, yeah. who's the higher yeah, BPI? Yeah, Luke, that's that's okay. exactly what I All do. Right.
1: I remove myself from the equation, and I trust people that actually know what they're doing when it comes to college basketball. How many college basketball games? You, you, you know, I, I, listen, I don't watch college basketball but maybe three, four, five games a year. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you're so, wrong. I just want to
0: make sure that there's no, you don't vary from it at all. I'm
1: 100% honest on this. Right. So, to me, again, uh, yeah, the BPI, they know a lot more about
0: it than I do. If I, uh, seriously, if I'm in a bracket with you, I'm just going to do the exact same thing and change one pick. Well, there you go. Look at that. Good. Uh, Lose. How about, how about some football? The Zach Allen news comes out yesterday after our show. And then right in that same time frame, the Calvin Beecham news comes out after our show. Now, if I had, if I had posed this question to you at the end of the show yesterday and I said one of them is coming back and one of them isn't. Yeah. Is that the way you would have picked it? Beach comes back. Zach Allen doesn't? Oh, You know, it's, it's
1: hard for me because, again, if you,
0: if you were going to ask me the producer question, yeah. I probably would have gone with Calvin Beecham. Okay. Just because Zach Allen seemed unlikely yesterday. Right? Yes. You now, what if I had asked you at the end of the season— yeah, I think that'd be different. I think I would definitely say Zach Allen. I'm trying to figure out when the when the, the sweet spot is where it... Like, I always kind of thought Beecham was an option until last week everything went down with Hollywood Brown, and then I, I didn't know if, if he said what he said thinking that he was on his way out, and Hollywood Brown said what he said. It's just I, assuming he was on the way out, or if that was going to make the Cardinals say, like, okay, we don't we don't need this. I mean, it's not. It's It's... It's a, not even a beef. It's okay. like a minor
1: spat on Twitter. No, I love this, though, that you brought that up. Right now, first of all, let me just say this. I have to say it. i got to get it out of the way. Okay, This is a great signing by Monty Ossinford and JG. I love this. The fingerprints of culture are starting to show right now. I love it. It basically, and I was talking about this, you can't talk about Calvin Beecham without talking about Zach Allen. You can't talk about Zach Allen without talking about Calvin Beecham. Because basically, again, I think the Cardinals are going to adopt the strategy to rebuild by raising the floor, not raising the ceiling. And Zach Allen, I think, is the ceiling. And I think Calvin Beecham is the, flo- is the floor. Why would you pay a starter $15 million, one starter, when you could pay three starters in the NFL $5 million? That's what I think
0: is happening right now. Okay, We'll see. I, I don't disagree with you, and I'm not even saying that's the wrong way to do it, but we're still in my 24-hour window where I'm not over the <laughs> Zach Allen thing. I know
1: you're not. Nor, nor will I will be not.
0: until at least tomorrow. But I got to tell you, this gets me so
1: jacked up. The Calvin Beecham signing gets me so jacked up because it tells me a couple of things. And I could be so dead wrong and far off on this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm admitting it right now. But you know me. Anyone who's listened to me, I'm not afraid to be wrong. If it's my opinion, I'm not afraid to be wrong. Are you kidding me? I'm wrong every day of my life when I get up. At least I'm willing to admit it. How about you? So let me say this right now. All parties involved... All parties involved, this is the reason that I'm jacked up, all parties involved in the Kyla Murray conversation appear to be okay with Calvin Beecham and signing Calvin Beecham and bringing him back and what he said. All parties involved.
0: Yeah. Look, if we're going to go down this path, we have to go down this path. Okay, and I'm just going to put this out there. Like, that fills me with hope. The season ends, and Kelvin Beecham, you and I have identified these guys. Kelvin Beecham, Zach Allen were the two, and Byron Murphy were were three guys I wanted back. I know yeah. you threw Will Hernandez in there, too. I wouldn't be upset with that. But either way, Kelvin Beecham, and, and then you start to look. And, and again, this fits into what you've been saying. Kelvin Beecham is not like a pro bowler every year. But he knows this team and he, I thought he was solid last year. He played every he's game. A he's pro. A good. He's good leadership on this team. But when you add the layer of what happened last week in, that to me makes this a much more intriguing re signing because he <laughs> is not afraid to speak his mind, but he's yes. not ridiculous about it. No, it's not like he is. And he put his name to it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to repeat some of what I said last week before Hollywood sent that tweet out. We've heard much worse about Kyler Murray than we heard from Kelvin Beecham last week. And here it is again real quick on Burns and Gambo's Show. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. Give me an example. Be a man and grow up. Like, it's not, it's not complicated. you got to be a leader of men, period. And he's not right now. He's maturing. But he's not there yet. He's not there. He's not it's, not not there not a, it's not a completed process. It's, not, it's yeah. not a completed process. Now, he went on to say, you know, Kyler Murray has all the tools to be great. He talked about all the good things about Kyler Murray. But the reality is what he just said right there, where it's, it's still a work in progress, is true. And so I don't have a problem with Hollywood Brown defending his buddy. Right. Ky- that, those, it's not a secret. You're those two are, right. are best friends. Like you said last week, Calvin Beecham maybe shouldn't have said that publicly. So it's... It, But what now? This hits another level of the Cardinals. If they're re-signing him, are like maybe it'll be awkward between those two. They can work it out. But what Calvin Beecham said on some level in their minds is right. Yes, otherwise you wouldn't bring him back. No, and what I love about it right now, the
1: Cardinals are okay with what he said. That's why they're signing him to a two-year contract. JG is okay with what he said because he knows it came from a good place with Calvin Beecham. He knows that. Um, and hopefully Kyler Murray's going to take it to heart and see it as wisdom, Luke, and grow from it. That's what I'm hoping for. The embracing of the truth, of course. And you know what? Calvin Beecham appears to be fine coming back. Um, I love that. That tells me an awful lot about this situation,
0: and it fills me with hope because this is the direction they need to go. There's a fine line that you have to walk that I think they really struggled with the last couple years of you need to put Kyler Murray in position to succeed, but you don't have to cater everything to what you think Kyler Murray wants. You know what I mean? It's, It's the Arizona Cardinals. It's not the Arizona Kylers. But you do need to put him in position to succeed, too, and so that, to me, is going to be one of the biggest challenges of this of this new regime. It's not, well, we brought this guy in because Kyler likes him, and we're going to do this for Kyler and everything, Kyler and Kyler and Kyler. Yeah, right? So you also can't throw him under the bus either. Like, he is your starting quarterback, and he's your only path to getting deep into the playoffs. It starts with Kyler Murray. Yes, and I love it because, again, the beach is fine coming back.
1: All parties involved seem to be okay with this, and that fills me with hope. Um, although I know he's not going to back down. From what it was that he said in the meaning of what he said, he's not going to do that. He'll make it right. Calvin Beecham will make it right inside that locker room. I'm all for this. Although I agreed with Hollywood Brown, I did. You know that you don't say anything disparaging publicly about your teammates. I just, I had a, an exception with Beach in the use of the fact that he said that he's got to grow up and be a man. That to me is, is we all know. That's strong language right there. I would not have said that about another teammate. But having said that, the meaning of what it is that he needs Kyler Murray to be is totally legit. And I'm okay with that.
0: Text Valley to 620, 620, and become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. Again, that's Valley to 620, 620. When we come back, we'll look around the Western Conference because we are getting into the final weeks of the season. John Morant's going to be away from the Grizzlies even longer than expected. The Warriors are looking better, but they're terrible on the road. And where exactly are the Suns now? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Sun's right back at it tonight against Milwaukee and possibly Giannis. Giannis put up 46 last night. <laughs> But I don't know for sure that he's playing tonight. Nobody said he isn't, but generally, back to back at this point in the season, it's always at least a question. He missed the the, the few games before that for the Bucks, so uh, we'll see. But either way, the Phoenix Suns have now dropped two in a row, and you figure you're not going to have Katie back for if you go by their uh, estimation, their original estimation, another two and a half weeks. Still got eight more games if you if you take them literally at their reevaluated in three weeks uh, statement. So. It's worth looking at the Western Conference now, Wolf, because we've seen them drop. Uh, Memphis has, has won three in a row, despite the not having John Morant, so they're back in second. Sacramento is in third, but the Suns are now three and a half back of third, and they're much closer to 7th which to me is where you can't go. You got yeah. you have to finish in the top 6. I'm not going to play the game of well they need to play this team in the first round so they got to finish 4th or 2nd or whatever. And I'm not even going to play that you have to have home court at this point. You're kind of in survival mode. You just have to stay out of that play in.
1: Yeah, you know, once again, I uh, I'm with you on that. You got to stay out of that play in situation. I'd love to see them remain in the top 4 somehow. Some way and finish the season strong. But, you know, again, just based on what I saw and how they started the game last night, it really messed me up because they look uninspired. They they looked uninspired and, and not ready to play the game. Yeah, that that kind of bummed me out. After all, it is Golden State.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would think you would think. I mean, right now, that's the first round matchup. Suns Warriors.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so again, they've got to focus on getting better. But it's really tough. And the reason why I say that is human nature is real. It, it is. It's kind of like they're like, we're buying time. Katie will come back. We're waiting for the playoffs. It's not about seeding. So we'll just allow 43 points in the first quarter.
0: <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Well, I, I'm just going to say that. Like, think about how we're all watching the games right now. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I want them to win, but it doesn't feel like it totally matters because this isn't their team, but I don't want them to lose because I don't want them to drop, right? That's, yeah. like that basically, that's how they looked playing last night. Yeah, they went out there like, yeah, I want to win, but it's not the most important thing in the world because this isn't really our team. So how real is this win? Right. And, and I look, I, do I think that that was like their speech before the game? No, but if that seeps in for even a millisecond when you are playing at the highest level, on the road in Golden State against the Warriors, you're going to get blown out in the first half. Yeah. And that's kind of what it, it looks like right now of like not playing out the string, but they also know this isn't their team. Yes. So it's a weird spot to be in.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. They're, it's It's got to be weird for them. And it's called human nature weird. Because, again, you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, we're biding our time here. We, we all know what's going on. We all know KD, he's going to come back at some point in time. Yes, they said three weeks. What if it's two weeks? He might be back in two weeks. We all know as long as we get into the postseason, we got a shot. And we all understand that we've got a a real chance of winning when kd gets back so you know i I, that's the wrong way to think and i'll promise you right now chris paul's not thinking that way devin booker's not thinking that way monty williams is making sure his guys aren't thinking that way see but the problem is
0: it's the situation.
1: It's, it's not just the situation, but it's, it's the fact that you've got a soul. <laughs> and a lot of times, you are failed and flawed. If you've got a soul, you're a human being, and you're failed and you're flawed. And because of that, you're going to have thoughts of, hey, listen... This isn't, we're not in desperation mode right now. Are you kidding me? We're sitting here at number four. We're number four in the Western Conference, and we all know KD is waiting to come back. And he's going to be back at some point in time, and when he comes back, we're going to roll. That's called your subconscious.
0: Well, and the reason I would say it's the situation with that is is because... These role players don't totally know what their role is yet. That's obvious. It it, it feels like there is an element of when you watch the Suns, again, they're they're not struggling, but they've lost two in a row. And they don't look right in these two losses, especially the one last night. You're down by 22. I don't care who you're playing. If you have Devin Booker and you're down by 22 at the end of the first quarter, something is wrong. You started wrong. Um it looks like you have Devin Booker rounding into playoff form. And you, Chris Paul looks good and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of complaining about DeAndre Ayton from anybody in a while. But the other guys just look like, wait, so am I coming off the bench? Am I going to play three minutes, seven minutes? Am I, am I 15 minutes? Are you leaning on me a lot? Um We'll get back into the Suns no, in a second because no, no. I, I want to go around the rest of the Western Conference. Brian Winhorst on Get Up talking about... The Warriors and how they they flipped the switch last year in the playoffs and won the title. This year it looks like they flipped the switch when they're home and they are miserable on the road. Now last night they were at home, they look good. Golden State's twenty nine and seven at home this year. Yeah. Golden State is seven and twenty six on the road Just this flip year. It. Flip it. Think about that. A twenty two win differential. Stunning. Nobody has that differential. Like, nobody's even close. Here's Brian Winhorst. This team radiates boredness to me when they're on the road. Their defensive intensity especially. I know that you build habits over the course of the regular season. I know that it is extremely rare for a team to do one thing for five months and then all of a sudden, when the playoffs come, say, now we're going to do this on defense. But I also have to respect
1: that this Warriors team has the form that they showed last night in them. And when they play that way, you're not beating them four out of seven.
0: That, what he just said right there, is my biggest worry with the Suns. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of worries with the Suns. It's, it's my two worries off the top of my head are, is Kevin Durant going to be healthy for the playoffs? And how much does it affect them that they've really never played together this season?
1: First of all, let me just say uh, that was Brian Windhorst yes, right there. Uh, Boredness. I uh, did not know that actually was a word. And I, I am a wordsmith, ladies and gentlemen. I, is it a word? I love words. It is a word. What? Boredness. Okay? <laughs> Only Brian Windhorst would know that. Um, but that is exactly what I'm talking about in what I see from the Suns. It's like they're all just okay. We're, we're waiting. You know, it's this isn't who we are.
0: But Golden State has won titles. It's, they flipped the switch and won titles. Nobody I, else yeah, can I do that. I, I know. Or um, or at least nobody else can do it and and have me feel confident they can pull it off. That's not just a Suns thing. If you tell me that Denver these last you know few months was, was resting guys, and even though they have this great record, they could flip it in the in the playoffs. No, I don't I don't trust anybody to actually do that and win a title yeah. except Golden State.
1: Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're denying the fact that human beings are playing for the Phoenix Suns. And that's the whole thing. See, what happens is you, you, you know, all the things that are out there, the potholes, if you will, metaphorically speaking, that you could step in right now with Kevin Durant out. And there you are. You're the four seed and you've lost two games in a row right now. And the other teams look like the better team out on the court. Listen, the Sacramento Kings appeared to be in control of that game. The, the Warriors, you could say, the same thing. Now, did the Suns come back? Yeah, the Suns came back. But as soon as they got within three points, all of a sudden it was like, okay, we get it. We need to hit the go button once again. They look like the better team. And the, the Suns, to me, the danger is in the expectation. The danger is in saying this is not who we are right now and then that biting you in the butt depending on where your seating may be because right now you don't see a desperate team. you got to be able to tell the truth inside that locker room. And I think that's where it starts when you have this conversation. The the Western Conference, we all know how jammed up the Western Conference is. And you want to talk about that, that's fine. But really for me? This is all about the Phoenix Suns and what is going on inside that locker room. They got to get it right, Luke. They got to get it right. Somebody's got to stand up and start yelling about this. Because they they look bored to me, to use Brian
0: Windhorst and his boredness. boredness. I, I hope on some level that's all it is. Because otherwise they don't have enough talent on the bench to win a title. That's, so <laughs> your option, while not not great, is at least there's a way out of that quickly when Kevin Durant comes back. The other way is a little bit tougher. And, and you know, again, I'll keep coming back to this. If you tell me every team is fully healthy and the playoffs are starting tomorrow, I'm going to take the Suns pretty confidently in a seven-game series over pretty much everybody except Milwaukee. And I'll, you got to give Golden State their due because they win the title seemingly every other year. But... You don't know that everybody's going to be healthy. And I don't like the idea of, of flipping the switch right before the playoffs when your team has never played together. I don't love the idea of feeling out where everybody should go as you're playing the Warriors They're in the Arizona best of seven. So, Breaking news. All right, guys. This is from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Giants are trading for Raiders tight end Darren Waller. Her sources. <laughs> Random. Okay. All right. Well, there you go then. Thank you. There it is. All right. We've got to hit the uh, the break here. When we come back, we'll get into a lot of that stuff. Text uh, Valley to six twenty six twenty and become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. We'll go around the NFL, lots of news here in the first day and a half of uh, legal tampering and any sort of uh, answer here for Aaron Rodgers at some point, or is this just going to go on forever? He said it would be fast. we come back, it's uh, Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL free agency frenzy with Wolf and Luke. We are what is tomorrow's officially the start of the league year. Do you have any yes. uh, do you have any new NFL year like parties at your no. house? Like not like no. regular New Year's? Okay. Not at all. Not at the compound? No, but it is getting ready. Here we go. A new league
1: year for the National Football League.
0: Next. Well, we're already seeing some teams make more moves than others and the Raiders um the Jimmy G move yesterday. Now kind of acting like, oh, yeah, you know, he might be our starter. OK, whatever. You know, they did just trade Darren Waller for a third round pick in 2023. Um, they are overhauling their team. Derek Carr, obviously, already gone to New Orleans. Here's Ian Rappaport on NFL Total Access yesterday. That is Jimmy Garoppolo. It really was no secret over the course of the last couple weeks that the Las Vegas Raiders, who have Josh McDaniels, who was there when Jimmy Garoppolo was thriving in New England. This was no secret that they had interest. It was really a matter of was this what Jimmy G was going to want to do? Would they be able to reach a deal? This came quickly. The Raiders made an offer, as they had been planning to do. They talked back and forth. Jimmy Garoppolo realized this was his best landing spot this was his best chance to start this was also his best opportunity to come in and play right away in a really good system he gets a three-year deal with a base value of 72.75 million dollars 24.25 million dollars in year one this also does not preclude the Raiders from drafting a quarterback in the first round remember they have the seventh overall pick but at least they have a starter now in Las Vegas that last part's the part that matters there For it is yeah that is it right there. I don't really care it. what the Raiders do next season, but I want to know what they're doing with that seventh pick. Or exactly if they're, yeah. right. That's what they did.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. $24 million. He's going to get paid $24 million in year one. What does that tell you? That tells you, oh, my goodness. The Raiders are thinking to themselves, maybe we... <laughs> we got to move up to number 3. We got to get to number 3 cuz the Colts are sitting there at number 4. We got to move up to number 3 at some point in time. I'm just saying, does that preclude them from drafting
0: a quarterback? High? No. It does not. No, it actually kind of sets the stage for them to do it, yes, right? Because if agreed. they if they had traded for Aaron Rodgers, then okay, you're not <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. But you already know how Aaron Rodgers reacts when you trade his or you draft his eventual uh, replacement. So if you trade it for Aaron Rodgers, you're probably not in the market to move up to number three and draft a quarterback. But the fact that you just went out and signed the ultimate year-to-year quarterback in this league and Jimmy Garoppolo and signed him to a contract that essentially says, we're going to pay you that first year, and after that, we'll see how it works out.
1: Yeah, that that does tell me that they're eyeballing somebody. And maybe they move up for him, maybe they don't. Will Levis at seven, that's a real possibility, right? That would be. Still maybe, might be a reach, but... Maybe they want to move up to number three to get say, Anthony Richardson. Anyway. Even as
0: even if you're saying, like, maybe they like Will Levis and they might be able to get him at seven, if a team's plan, if they zero in on one specific quarterback, don't they kind of have to trade up to feel comfortable about it? Yes. If they're zeroing in on a guy in March... If let's just say I'm not saying this is what the Raiders did, but let's say the Raiders went out and they got Jimmy G with the thought of yeah we we want Anthony Richardson or Will Levis whoever it is right you know not gonna get right. Bryce Young or, or C J Stroud but let's say they like one of those guys so their plan is we have Anthony Richardson and Jimmy G is gonna be the starter this year and mentor him. Do you really feel comfortable if you're gonna put that plan in motion? sitting there with your fingers crossed at seven that he drops to you like you're you're gonna have to at least explore a trade-up here's the other end of this though
1: when you talk about exploring a trade-up for the oakland Raiders or the oakland raiders las
0: vegas raiders. <laughs> at least you didn't say the la raiders. Exactly,
1: right exactly. <laughs> the raiders um think about it this also sends a message. I, I, I was reading the headline and I laughed out loud because the headline on the story that I'm reading based on Arnees, it said Raiders fill quarterback need with Jimmy G. sources say. Okay. They filled the quarterback need. Uh, for now. That's the narrative they want out there right now. And he, what, he, what? What? What do you, you
0: you think we're desperate? They're like Chris Paul after the game. what to twenty four <laughs> quarterback. We, 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 we Jimmy G's That's gonna right. play forever. We're good. It's
1: like what do you think I'm desperate to move up to number? What are you talking about? I'm not desperate. How dare you call me desperate? <laughs> you know, look at we've got Jimmy G. I'm
0: not desperate. You're desperate. <laughs> Leave me alone.
1: Right? Think about it. we got Jimmy G. They want to control the narrative. Like we're good. We don't need to move up. You know. Hey, you want our pick? You think we're just going to give you the house to move up to? (laughs) I love it. This is what you do. It's called posturing. It's all about posturing. And here we go. Draft subterfuge. It's that time of year, man. Trust nobody from this point forward. The league year is here. Trust nobody.
0: When does that expire? At the end of the next league year, and then it starts up again the following league year. No, I would say after the draft. Okay, it starts. To <laughs> oh, okay, end. so we can start trusting people yes, in like trust early May. Nobody. Okay. Uh, real quick, Aaron Rodgers said that you know the decision was coming very quickly, and um, still has not been traded. Here's Adam Schefter and Dan Graziano from Get Up Today. If we go back to last year, the negotiating period opened on Monday, and it was on Tuesday. This day last year. Aaron Rodgers signed his three-year,
1: $150-plus million contract extension with the Green Bay Packers that most thought
0: would enable him to finish his career in Green Bay. Of course, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. That was an important technical point that he signed that contract a year ago today because if they need to rework the contract, you're not allowed to do that until a year after the contract is signed. Yeah, so right. you're looking for reasons why it's taking so long? That maybe that's one of them. <coughs> Let's get him to New York. Maybe that is one of them right there. Just get it over with. Just, I mean, I I am somebody who likes to see the all time greats play out their entire career with one team, if possible. And Aaron Rodgers is synonymous with Green Bay. And even though he's gotten kind of strange the last couple years, you know, for a while there, he was he's always been a great quarterback. And for you know, he's he's an all timer. But at this point, just get him to New York. I mean, if 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 we got to hear about him every day, I want to hear about it through the lens of the New York media and just the rueful looks he's going to give the new york media after every game and interview yeah you know there's two axioms at work the
1: grass is greener on the other side and you covet what you don't have and those two poor uh forces the that those two power-packed forces come together in regard to a franchise quarterback and make people do a lot of weird things. And right now, that's what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. What, How it unfolds, I don't know. Do you think he's going to New York? Yes. It sure sounds like it, it now. It sure does.
0: When the players in New York are reacting like it's a done deal, and you kind of hear the Trey Wingo thing yesterday of like, yeah, it's – done it's just not reportable yet that's typically that sort of stuff when it's not somebody trying to make a name for themselves and and rush a story that maybe isn't real that's tends to be accurate so we'll see i mean where else is he going to go it's green bay or the jets probably at this point or back into the darkness i I, I think
1: there's no way the
0: packers I think they're done with them. Like, I
1: don't think they want him
0: back. I think they've They've kind of made it known they want to move on, which, to Aaron Rodgers' credit, he did say earlier this offseason, it seems like the Packers just want to move on anyway. The Madness tips off this Thursday, and with it comes your chance to win over $3,000 worth of prizes in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks, presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. So text BUCKS to six twenty six twenty to fill out your bracket and compete in the Madness. That's Bucks to 620, 620. Coming up next, what do the Suns need to do to bounce back against the Bucks? Tonight, different Bucks. It's, uh, it's the Wolf and Luke show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, the Suns are right back at it tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, Milwaukee, of course, the best record in the NBA, Wolf. So this was supposed to be that game. And I remember people bringing this up when they played the Bucks a couple weeks ago and Katie wasn't back yet and Giannis didn't play. And I remember saying, okay, imagine this matchup, which was highly entertaining. If you throw in KD and Giannis, and everybody's like, "Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's going to happen on March fourteenth, fool." And I, of course, <laughs> thought to I think myself, I expect "The fool." <laughs> I know you were looking at me like you expected this to be straightforward. Um, <laughs> and I thought to myself, "It's the NBA. Nobody ever plays. You can't ever plan on anybody playing." Uh, KD is obviously not playing tonight. Uh, we don't know for sure about Giannis. He did play last night and is apparently totally fine, but he just hasn't been playing a lot of back to back, so we'll see. But Still, it's, it's Devin Booker against Drew Holiday. It's the Suns against the Bucks. It's the rematch from a couple of years ago. It's uh, Monty Williams versus Jay Crowder. If you want to go down that path, there's still a lot to this game tonight.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Based on watching the Suns play over the last two games in particular, I don't want to overreact, Basin Onions, but just watching it, the last two games, um, I'm very interested to see how the Suns approach this game tonight against the Bucks. How are they going to go about their business? In particular, I would say, how are they going to start just watching the way they started yesterday? That just really kind of bummed me out. It was an awful start by the Phoenix Suns. They looked baked right from the get-go, and they came back to their credit. I love the fact they had the wherewithal, the unmitigated temerity to get back in the game but then at that point in time, once they challenged the Warriors, the Warriors responded. And in crunch time, they pulled away. So I'm really interested to see how the Suns come out and compete against the Bucks, a team that is 20 and 2 in their last 22 games. Here's, um, yeah, that's a pretty good
0: record, huh? 20 and 2. <laughs> you said 20 and 2, and I'm like, is it? No, no, it is. Uh, here's Devin Booker after the game last night uh, with Dwayne Rankin.
1: Oh, it was a slow start. Uh, they came out with with high energy like we knew they would and you know once they get going in the momentum like that it's hard to fight back but you know I think we did a good job of just weathering the storm and you know, just kept fighting all the way through. You know, we gave ourselves a a couple shots, a couple opportunities to take the lead or get or get that close. So it was a good fight. Yeah, I love the fact that they showed that kind of fight at the 647 mark of the first quarter. Think about that. The first quarter, there was a timeout and the Warriors were up 16 to 7. The Suns had shot 27%. They had four turnovers. Four turnovers. <laughs> we're talking about the 647 mark of the first quarter. Had four turnovers. It's not great. They had not attempted a free throw. Um. Oh my goodness, it, it was, they, they looked disinterested. And that's something, that is a word we have not used an awful
0: lot with the Phoenix on. This is the other weird part of this, is NBA teams have a game like that every once in a while. I mean, there's 82 games, True. right? But they are in this weird spot where the games like they don't mean as much in the sense that this isn't their team but they do mean as much in the sense that you don't want to drop into that play in nobody wants to do a one and done where you're just kind of getting your team together and we're like wait what just happened we're not even in the playoffs kevin durant's healthy and they got bounced in the play in by the clippers or something yep. uh, so they, the games do matter in that respect and then it but but then you go back to like all right People are scrutinizing your team because they want to see what you're like without KD, and there's this bigger spotlight. It's, just, it's such a weird situation to be in. And look, to be fair, not unpredictable. KD has gotten hurt before. You just kind of thought when he came back, he'd be back. And we talked about this when they first traded for him. Maybe he wouldn't play both halves of a back-to-back. But if he was sitting tonight but had played the last five games – nobody would be scrutinizing this game. Mm-hmm. So you'd be watching it like, okay, you know, it's a potential finals preview, but you, would, you wouldn't go any deeper into that. If they lose tonight, it's three in a row all to playoff teams, and you're kind of wondering, like, all right, what does one guy make that much of a difference? Yeah. I mean, and he does, but
1: it's yeah, just weird. Right. No, it is weird. It's not only the tangible impact that he has, but it's also the intangibles. He impacts his teammates. Um And he does that in a very specific kind of way. But I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked right here. For me, when you talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, I think of DeAndre Ayton. I do. I think of D.A. I think of, um listen, this is a game where you'd love to see DeAndre Ayton step up, especially now without Kevin Durant. You'd love to see him step up. And now he had 27 points, and he grabbed 12 boards, of course, last night. Mm-hmm. But um, can I just say that this is me again? (laughs) Play with force. Play with force. Uh, This is a classic example of what I'm talking about. He he took one free throw. He attempted one free throw the entire game. He had zero blocks. He had zero fouls. He played 35 minutes. I, I... I know he scored 27 points. I know that he did. He's got to take. He's much more capable of taking on a bigger role than just scoring 27 points. And I'm not trying to to belittle 27 points. I'm not trying to do that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting all fired up here, as a matter of fact. But, uh, you know, this is what I, I honestly believe
0: he, he could go out there every night and post 27 at 12. Well, I think what you're saying kind of... I mean, as you're, as you're saying it, it's, it's making me think two things that are really frustrating about the Durant injury on top of everything else, okay? They and DA had started to really build some momentum, and I feel like the Suns and the fan base, obviously... We're really patient. You trade for Kevin Durant, but it's going to be a few weeks. Okay. And we heard, we heard from Devin Booker and Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton, maybe more so than anybody. Like, oh, Kevin Durant's right there. Like, and you could, you could see it building. That's why it was such a big deal when he finally played. Not just, hey, Kevin Durant's playing. It's like, this team is ready for Kevin Durant to play. And now he's hurt again. And so all that momentum, where does it go? Like, can you hold that for three weeks? Because the other part that's frustrating to me, this is the game. More than anything else, I know people always talk and say, well, it's a good test. You're playing Sacramento. That's a playoff team. Oh, it's a good test. You're going to play Denver. Look at their record. No, Milwaukee is the team I want to see the Suns at full strength against. I want to see if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on the floor, what that does to that Milwaukee defense and vice versa. That, more than any other matchup in in the NBA right now, is what I want to see. And again, we're not going to see it. Do you know how hard it is to play 35 minutes and do it in
1: the paint? largely in the paint, and play the Warriors, and not have a foul?
0: I thought you were saying not have a block. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I'd probably foul somebody.
1: At some point in time, you're going <laughs> to hack somebody.
0: They brought it up on the broadcast last I night, too. Just, I just... I, I think Tom Chambers brought it
1: up on I'm, the broadcast, I'm, actually. I'm just saying right now, that to me is, is it's the classic example. And, and tonight, I, they're going to need the physicality. They are going to need the physicality tonight. If they're even going to hang in this game. With the Bucks, That's why my eye is going to be on DeAndre Hayden
0: tonight. Come on, DA. Let's go. Play with force. Yeah, the other part with this, too, is what did Chris Paul last night play 30 minutes? I guess that's not that bad. But, you know, to your point, didn't get a whole lot out of campaign again last night. You know, Book playing 35, putting up 32. You figure Devin Booker can do it because he's been doing it his entire career. But I just, I don't. I don't want to overreact. It's not the it's not the losses. It's not if they lose tonight three in a row, three games and four nights. It's not that. It's just this is not how you wanted to be tuning up for the playoffs. No. You you wanted you wanted guys to kind of be in a position where we know we're top four and we're gonna try and win and we're gonna throw this out there in a game like tonight. Like a game like tonight, Wolf is supposed to be here come the Bucks, here's Giannis, here's Drew Holiday. Here's Jay Crowder. Yo. Here's everything the Bucks are about. Here's the Suns. This this should be an NBA Finals preview tonight. And instead, it's going to be like a bad remake of a good movie. Yeah. Yo.
1: You know, Monty was talking about, Monty Williams, of course, was talking about um, after the Sacramento Kings game, there were too many my bads against the Kings. Too many my bads. My bads. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you the story off the air of my bad. There was too many of that. And that seemed to carry over into the first quarter. And that bothered me. And I'm wondering if it's going to
0: carry over again tonight. We'll see. We uh, we will see, and I mean, how much would how much would one win against that team? Flip everybody's uh, view on this team right now. Coming up next, Rick will take us through all the headla- latest headlines in, uh, in sports with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.